Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Good morning, Vietnam! I have you now. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Hello! My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. So I was thinking we probably need to start off with uh, the Star Wars trailer. Yes. Since we have not had a chance to talk about that one yet. Yes. Um, so those those of you who are joining us for the first time, you have come to the 30-something movie podcast. Uh, I have with me today, uh, we're going to have Dennis, he'll be here in just a little bit, he's, he's running a little bit late, but uh, he will be here, even though there is no pizza or no yeah, food. Yeah, no so pizza and still Dennis. That's... Somehow getting him to show up. Uh, Bo is joining us remotely. Ciao. Uh, so Bo is on the phone and uh, will be here with us. So if he sounds a little electronic... Uh, we didn't download his consciousness into a robot or anything like that. And but we're working on it. We, we could be working on it. That, that would be, be cool. cool. Okay, the the Bobot. The, the Bobot. Yeah. The Bobot. I'm gonna just hang with that. For we're a just while we're gonna call I... you from now on. We're gonna just gonna call you Bobot. Yeah, man. Could be worse. That's true. That's true. We could call you Dennis. Or Essay. <laughs> All right. So I got Pat with me here too. Hey hey. Um. So we'll go ahead, uh, we're going to be doing uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles this time around. Uh, we'll get started with that one here in just a little bit, but I think right off the bat here, we're going to do the Last Jedi trailer. Let's see if I've got it all queued up here and ready to go.
And I got to tell you, it took every ounce of strength that I had not to like jump on and do a three-hour podcast just on that trailer. <laughs> I, I say, oh, let, let's let lift the dogs of war. I would like one. I would like one, John. I, you know, I know you've got a lot of free time. I've, well, yeah, it's just oodles. It's, my free time is oozing out all over the place. Um, hey, no. Well, um, so uh, so what do we think? Bo, you actually just watched it for the first time a few minutes ago. Yeah, you know, there's a lot to unpack on that. Um, exciting. I, I unfortunately come from a place where I actually enjoyed the books before I enjoyed the extended universe. So the more I see them retconning a lot of that, the sadder I get. So I think there's a moment or two of bad seeing some of what they're about to do. Uh, but I'm excited. The space battle looked good. A uh, couple shots you get a Luke are exciting just because. I'm trying not to put too much into it, though. I, I don't want to... I don't want to have too many preconceived notions. The, mm-hmm. the, the web of the... the are above with stuff. Yeah. Know? Well, and that's I, that's one of the things about lately, you know, with there being a Star Wars movie every year now, I, I kind of like that because I almost feel like it doesn't give me time to learn too much about the next movie before it comes out. Right. And, and in the midst of all, like, all the other superhero movies and comic book stuff, and I, I'm like, I'm looking at the rest of this year, and I'm like, I don't even have time to necessarily look up spoilers for Star Wars because Guardians of the Galaxy is coming, and Spider-Man's coming, and Justice League is coming, and... Alien is coming, and Wonder Woman, and all these other ones, so like I don't even have time anymore to keep track of all the little bits and pieces, Like whereas years ago I would have been on the interwebs, you know, deep in spoiler territory, and I would have known the entire story of, you know, Attack of the Clones before it even came out. And yet I still went to go see it. <laughs> I like Attack of the Clones. It's, you know, it's like the... Stepchild of the Star Wars family, right? Um, so you were saying you, you used to read some of the books. You like the Timothy Zahn books, the Heir to the Empire stuff, and all the other. Oh yeah, that stuff was awesome. Yeah, actually, John Ezra, we had a conversation about this um, the uh, last night. Actually, we were um, for bedtime stories for the last what probably three years now. We read through. We started with the original novelizations of the Star Wars movies. So we read through all those. Uh, we read Star Wars, and then we went and read that Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Good stuff. Um, so that one was good. And then we read Empire Strikes Back, then we read Return of the Jedi, and then we read uh, the one that was supposed to be the the book that uh, takes place after Return of the Jedi that was supposed to set up some stuff for The Force Awakens. Right. Um, that one was okay. It, I don't think it was very well written, but it was okay. Um, and now we've gone through and we've started reading the Thrawn books, the Heir to the Empire, the Dark Force Rising, and Last Command, and we're actually getting close to the end of Dark Force Rising. And he and I were talking last night, and because uh, they also watch Rebels, and he really likes the Thrawn character that's in Rebels. Right. And I was explaining to him, because I guess Timothy Zahn's going to be at C2E2, which is later this week, and uh, John got all three of his uh, Timothy Zahn books autographed the last time we were at a comic convention. Uh, and I guess there's a new Thrawn book that's coming out that's going to talk about like his history and how he got to be a Grand Admiral and all that stuff. And I was trying, 
And I was trying to explain to John Ezra, I'm like, well, you know, all these books, they're not really official Star Wars history anymore. And he's like, what? <laughs> like, why? Like, well, Disney wanted to start over. We'll just leave it at that. He's like, oh, oh well, that kind of stinks. <laughs> I have to say, you did very good at sugarcoating that for I, him. I, you know, I, I do my, I try to be, you know, father of the year, so. Because uh, mm -hmm. I would, I would not, I would have said horrible, horrible things at that point. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I still, I still want to. Rubbing mouse, I think, would be fine. Uh -huh. <laughs> I, I still want him to enjoy Star Wars Land when we go there when it opens in 2019, though. Oh my God! The pictures of that are killing me. So let me ask. Let me ask a question. In, in hearing you guys discuss about, you know, the frustration of the Zon books and, and that kind of being erased, as Doc Brown would say, erased from existence. Now, did you guys like Force Awakens and kind of the direction so far that what you've seen, or are you kind of thinking, eh, I really wish they would have found a way to write these movies so that they fit in with the with the history of the books? Or are you just like, nope, we're just calling Disney because they're just trying to make money and the movies are good, but... I, like, how do you... Do you understand my question? Like, how do you guys fall with with that? I mean, ever since those books came out, I always... I always thought this would make an amazing third trilogy. Like, yes. I mean, and they came out before the prequels came out, so I, I always kept thinking, you know what... If they could make other movies with Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia, I would love to see them try to turn these three movies. And I think the way those the way those books are written, they're written in such a way that I, I would imagine Timothy Zahn wrote them thinking, hey, if, if I do an amazing job on this, maybe they will take my books and turn them into a whole new trilogy. Because um, a lot of it is it's the same structure as the other movies. It's the same intrigue and the same, you know, character development and you go off and you see these brand new worlds you've never even heard of before and um you know, so I, I guess I like I like Force Awakens. Like I love Force Awakens. I would have liked to have seen these get turned into movies. Mm -hmm. And I know that's not gonna necessarily happen now. Um I think I, to be movies. If you think about some of the world building Timothy Zahn does and the I've been impressed with the world building they've been able to do about Thrawn in Rebels. Mm -hmm. But to get deep into the Thrawn and Admiral, I never pronounce his name right, Paleon stuff. Paleon, I, yeah. I would love to see those as movies. I'm just not sure it's realistic. Yeah. There's so much material. Well, and I guess you could. I mean, it's all that stuff is supposed to be, what is it, like five or six years? I think it's five or six years after Return of the Jedi. So they haven't given away too much about what happened between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. So I guess if you really wanted to, you could go back and say, hey, this Thrawn stuff did happen. And just change a couple things here and there. So right, it would still be possible, I think, if they wanted to do it at some point. You're going to have to get different actors, though, because Luke's not going to look, you know, he's not going to look 30 years old anymore. True. So, uh, Pat, what about, uh, how are you feeling about the trailer? <clears throat> well, I, uh, I I like the trailer. I think, um, I'll tell you what I noticed this time. I like that they there were the little musical cues in it. Um, you had a little, like, uh, hint of the Ray melody. You know, the bum-ba-ba-bum, bum-ba-ba-ba-da-bum-ba-da-bum. Mm -hmm. When they 
when they kind of zoomed in on Princess Leia when she talked about the light and they mm-hmm. zoomed in on Princess Leia. You had um, the, the Kylo Ren, dun, 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 okay. dun. That yeah, moment, yeah, and that was, what was that, his mask? Or there was some yeah, crushed mask? Yeah, like shattered something. one of his masks. He's, <laughs> he's supposed to have a little bit of a different costume this time around. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Shattered dark side equipment. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll leave it at that. So I thought that was pretty cool. Do you hate it when your dark side equipment gets shattered? I hate it when they shatter my dark side equipment. Um, so I'm trying to think of what other no- things that I noticed this time around. I uh, It was fun hearing Luke be the elder Jedi master mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, fun to hear him speak. Yeah, it was. You know, <laughs> he didn't looks, talk in the last movie. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. So that was that was exciting. I'm 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 just kind of going through the laundry list. The visuals look good. You know, of course, it's starting to like. Okay, well, why is that? You know, why is the X-wing blowing up? Why is mm-hmm. this happening? What are those little snow pods or snow pods, mm-hmm. sand pod things that are racing across? They looked like yeah. they were racing at ATAT waters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know that'll be, um, you know that'll be interesting. You know those just little. You know, points of curiosity, and I'm trying to think before we get to the, you know, 800-pound gorilla in the room, the, um, um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else uh, that really popped up this time by that was like, wow, that looks really cool, that looks really cool, yeah. but um, I think those were the big things I noticed this time. The okay, go for, go for it. The 800-pound gorilla <laughs> is the, the Jedi must end, is mm-hmm. that's the only truth Luke knows. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the question that I have is, okay, is that just something he's venting at Ray and you know, trying to tell her why he can't train her just because he knows the Jedi must end? Or is that something that, you know, he's saying, you know, he's training her to, like, do this one more mission, but then she must not train anyone else. It just, it has to die with her. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that was kind of what I was left with. That seems to be maybe the question that'll be driving the movie. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it won't be. Maybe it's just a little, you know... Incidentally, like the Jedi have to end, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. They're jerks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the that's the last line of the movie, and that's all set up for the third movie. Okay. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So the why why do the Jedi have to end? Because they're jerks. Right. That's yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. They're evil, bad people. And then he lets loose his uh, Joker laugh from Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm curious. I want to see, you know, is Luke going to do any lightsaber action in here? I mean, everything has been focused on his old blue lightsaber. I mean, is he going to get the green one out and, and all that? Is he going to have moves sort of like Obi-Wan did in Episode Four, Or is he going to, you know, are they going to write it that even though he's aged, he can still, you know, bust a move? I, mm-hmm. it, it, it will be interesting to, uh, interesting to see. With, without giving too much away, because... Uh, People may have not seen the trailer yet, or they they may not want to know some of this stuff, but without giving too much away, I I kind of tend to think, and since I'm not going to end up doing my three-hour you know dissection of this trailer, um, you and I were talking about this the other day, and I, I tend to think they're going the route of when they did in the Clone Wars and in Rebels. They've been trying to make the Force a little more ambiguous, mm-hmm. maybe is the right word. Um, and in the Clone Wars, and you were talking about this one too, in the Clone Wars they did that episode, or that set of episodes, where they went to this like weird, ethereal planet, and there were the, the brother and the sister and the father, and they, I think it was called the Mortis Trilogy, as part of the Clone Wars cartoon. Mm-hmm. And so you had a very, you know, like light side, dark side was more of a human definition of the Force, and it wasn't really how the Force works. Well, right, and then in, in Rebels you have that Bendu thing. Right. 
Yeah, you got the big whatever he is, like a giant tree buffalo. Yeah. I don't. I don't even. I don't know what he's supposed to be, but. Um, I don't either, man. But I like him. Which you know, if it, the way he kind of looks like a, he looks a little bit to me like he's kind of like a tree type creature looking thing. Um, in the trailer, when you see they've got that little bookshelf and it's got the little Jedi books on it, it looks like it's inside a giant tree. Or inside, you know, a part of the cave that I, to me it looks like. It looks like tree bark that it's kind of surrounded by, so I don't know. I'd be curious to see if they if they tie that in in some way. So I, I mean, I, I don't even. It goes without saying. I'm looking forward to it, yeah. and I'm sure we'll get more. We'll get a couple more previews as the summer goes on, but I'm definitely, definitely looking forward to it, and and still looking forward to like the other Han Solo movie and and all that other stuff going on. I guess this summer uh, they said just the other day that this summer they're going to announce the next of the Star Wars spinoff movies. Um, so I don't know if it's going to be a. They've, they've been talking that it's going to be a Boba Fett movie. Some people have been talking that it's going to be an Obi-Wan movie that takes place between episodes three and four. Well, that'll be cool. Um, so, and they might have Ewan McGregor come back for it. That could be cool. So, that could be cool. I'd be happy with that. They actually did a book um, a while ago called Kenobi. Did you ever read that? I did. I did not. Yeah, it's it's supposed to take place between episodes three and four. Um and, and supposed to be kind of an adventure that he has while he's on Tatooine. So, so I'd, I'd be fine with that getting turned into a movie. Yeah, no kidding. All right, Dennis walked in, even though there's no food. Hi, Dennis. Hi, Dennis. Hey. You can stay, it's fine. Hi, Mr. Bo. Hey, how you talking? He's good. He's having shoe problems right now. I thought his toilet paper stuck to my foot. No, that's coming out the back of your pants. We are a classy Quick bunch possible. here. Yeah. How's this working yeah. out? Good? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's going fine. Yeah. It's it's the Bobot. You're going to come in and start crumpling stuff? Yeah. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I'm going to come into your class. I'm just going to open this up. Yeah, I'm going to come into your class and I'm going to tell your kids all the things not to do when making a movie. My storyboarding. Like, yeah, like story. you don't need to storyboard anything. Yeah. Just yeah. take a camera and run. You don't need to plan anything out. Are you kidding? You don't plan stuff. Is anybody allergic to peanuts or anything? Or no? I said... Bo is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm fine. Okay, all right. Yeah. Okay. I can. I don't want the peanuts. I actually want just. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> happens to my tongue when I eat peanuts. It's uh-huh. all good, you know. It's all yeah. good. Now that you got your nuts all figured out. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're just discussing yeah. some Star so Wars. Probably, so yeah. Star Wars. Oh. Did you see the Star Wars trailer? I did. You did. Okay. What do you think? Um. I saw it once. Remember, I don't try to see it too, yeah, yeah. too, too often and analyze it. I don't know. Uh, I, 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 yes, I don't know. Okay. I'm excited. Yeah. I want to see it. Yeah. You know what? I was sitting here thinking, like, I, I think the last time there was a Star Wars trailer, we were doing the Commando movie. And I remember just mm. being excited for, like, that entire recording I think you were excited session. for life. It was Luke yeah. saying that. Was it? The, who was saying it at the yeah. very end? Luke. Who was Luke yeah. saying yeah. about the last mm-hmm. of the- well, and I was sitting there thinking about I this think one, that. like, why am I not, like, bouncing off the walls and going crazy? Because, you know what? I think this one is kind of showing, like, a Force Awakens, and maybe it's how they structure the trailers. Force Awakens, I want to say, showed a lot of explosions and the right. Millennium Falcon flying again and yeah. all this excitement. And well, even you were seeing music, it for the first time in a long yeah. time. Yeah, and even the music they picked, um, you know, was, was different. This is just more of a pensive. A little more and subdued. It, and it yeah. shows the, the, her training. And just, I, I'm, I'm very excited to see that. It's subdued, and it's also that feeling of, you know, 
there hadn't been a new Star Wars, and then that yeah. last one was it, so it was like, had this build-up and excitement about it. Yeah. Now we've already crossed that bridge, they've done a new yeah. one. This is part two. Yeah. So it's just going to already all be a little bit yeah. more of a, a, a lower-key sort of feel to it. And it does have maybe that training, Empire Strikes Back, yeah. slightly darker tone to it that it feels like mm-hmm. it might be there. I don't know. And just to, to give a shout-out to uh, the Millennium Falcon, there's a the shot of the Millennium Falcon in there. It's just a classic, yeah, saw, yeah. it's mm-hmm. a classic Millennium I Falcon shot. I saw it, I do. Like the way... I mean, it was just like, and it was, it was like, it was almost like they lifted the scene out of when it flew through um, the Bespin mm-hmm. uh, clouds, heading to uh, Cloud City. Yeah. Uh, it just was a classic, classic Millennium Falcon shot, and I was pretty excited. Well, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if you get any other, what's your When I saw the Millennium Falcon, I actually thought of Pat. Oh, yeah. That right now is going, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there it is! <laughs> Well, and you know what's funny is that... I did. I really right, thought yeah, when yeah. I saw it, I didn't. I wasn't in the trailer. My mind was Pat. <laughs> Pat is excited right now somewhere, somewhere in the world, world watching Pat is this. Excited. Well, and it's funny because one of the things, and it's... it's um, my brother really had a hard time with uh, The Force Awakens, and I think for a lot of the same reasons you did, was it felt like episode four redone. Mm-hmm. It was like... And he talked about the stuff in there. He's like, what is that with the Millennium Falcon crashing through trees and flying through the atmosphere and a crash landing it? And and he's like, that, that's, you know, and he got a little bit more like, that's a spaceship. You don't do that to a spaceship, da, 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 you know, and it was just a complete different take on it. And so what I noticed in this one is, wow, in the first, in, in seven, we saw a lot of things that you've never seen the Falcon do before. In this one, the first shot you have of the Falcon is, oh, wow, that's just a classic, that's, mm-hmm. so. I heard this one that she goes back to some swamp. Yeah, and she gets her training there by Luke. Exactly. Looks a lot shorter than he used to be. Looks little and green. I thought. Wait a yeah. minute. I thought Luke was going to try and dra- out of his ears. I thought Luke was trying to drain the swamp. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a minute. I thought it was. I thought Luke uh, was going to try and make the Jedi great be, again. Yeah. Oh, make it the galaxy great again. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then you get Kylo Ren. Oh, uh-huh. oh we all know how that works. Out. <laughs> all right. Peanuts. I'm good. Thank you. I'm t- well, it's nice. You brought the snacks this time. I did the pistachios yeah. and the almonds. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I always bring comfort. Yeah. Yeah. What do you look? Are you looking at the, the TV? Yeah. Yeah. So um, those of you that are listening, you're not going to be able to see this, but <clears throat> um, on the uh, TV that I have in my office here, I put up a whole bunch of. It's got like a slideshow running of different yeah. tips and things for teachers of like websites you can go to and other things that you can use. And uh, one of them, just for fun, I snuck in a quote from Fight Club. Okay. And it was, you know, if you mix, uh, what, was, what did it say? If you mix orange juice and something uh, else, uh, you can uh, you can uh, make gasoline napalm. Gasoline and orange juice. Yeah, gasoline and orange juice, juice, you can make napalm. And I kind of forgot that I had put that one in there. And I had Game Club in here, and some kids were sitting here. And one of them looked up, and he goes, is that true? Well, right now, you know, there's a bunch of 12 and 13-year-olds at home trying that. Probably trying yeah. it, yeah. So, you know, if, if something explodes, then it's all my fault. Um... <laughs> As usual. Yeah. As, as usual. That's fine. Uh, speaking of things exploding, should we talk about planes, trains, and automobiles? Yeah, let's talk about planes, trains, and automobiles. Things bursting into flames. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so this is our uh, this is episode number one twenty seven. Pat is gesticulating wildly. That that was the Steve Martin. <laughs> Wait, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis, you want me to step out of the room? It's it's called the English language. Handshake. <laughs> um, no, I'm doing. I thought you were a writer. When he's, when he's talking... I, I, I write, I don't gesticulate. Oh, okay. I, 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 uh, Not since Kyle. When his, his, heart, his heart was beating, I'm trying to bring it back. Uh-huh. It's like yeah. when he's sitting there in the hotel room. And yeah. 
<laughs> There's no recovery from that one. Uh-huh. We're just going to sit here and let it happen. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, so very, very quickly, before we get going into the into the movie, we, we're going to spoil the events of the movie, so if you have not seen it yet, uh, you might want to stop, go watch it, and then come on back. Yeah. Um, and then if you have some time, go ahead and feel free to leave us a review on iTunes, uh, tell somebody else about the show. If you've got friends that like 80s stuff or just movies in general, go ahead and tell them, and then have them listen. Um, the only other thing that I got before we get into planes, trains, automobiles is we surpassed 500 followers on Twitter, so Yay! that was that was very cool. Woo! That was very nice. Um, actually, our 500th follower, I was going to close up here, and there was much rejoicing, yay, <laughs> um, was a uh, Deep Space Nine Twitter account. It was at DS9 underscore Bajor Sector. Was our nice! Five, All right, followers. man! So, Pat, the big Deep Space Nine fan, will I... appreciate that. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, at Real Jake Cisco was the 499th, so he almost made it in. Really? We had a whole bunch of Deep Space Nine Dude, Twitter, that's Twitter awesome. Twitter accounts start to follow us for some reason. We need to, we'll have to do a special episode. Mm-hmm. When, when we get to... Well, see, later this year we should do Next Generation. Yeah? It, it came out in 87, yeah. so... Oh. So we can have all the Star Trek nerds join us for that one. That's exciting. Alrighty, well, we are doing this time Planes, Trains, Automobiles. This one came out November 25th, 1987. Rated R. Uh, director, producer, and writer was John Hughes, who died in 2009. He did the National Lampoon's Vacation Series, Mr. Mom, 16 Candles, Breakfast Club, Weird Science, Ferris Bueller, Some Kind of Wonderful, Uncle Buck, Home Alone, and Beethoven. Music was done by Ira Newborn, who did SCTV, 16 Candles, Weird Science, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Dragnet, The Naked Gun Movies, Uncle Buck, and Mallrats. Budget for this one was $30 million. Box office was $49.5 million. Steve Martin played Neil Page. He was in Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, The Jerk, Three Amigos, Little Shop of Horrors, Roxanne, and Father of the Bride. John Candy, who died in 1994, played Del Griffith. He was in SCTV, Blues Brothers, Stripes, Spaceballs, Uncle Buck, and Home Alone. Layla Robbins played Susan Page. She was in True Crime, The Good Shepherd, and the TV show Homeland. Michael McKeon played the State Trooper, Wisconsin State Trooper, which I don't know how there was a Wisconsin State Trooper because they never made it to Wisconsin. I didn't quite understand that. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't, he a, wasn't he supposed to be a Wisconsin State Trooper? Oh, you know, I never noticed that. I thought he was. Huh. I thought I saw that. Maybe I'm wrong, but um, but that and that's kind of funny then if they went that far out of their way to get back to Chicago from St. Louis. Um, he was in This is Spinal Tap, Clue, Laverne and Shirley, Short Circuit 2, Best in Show, and A Mighty Wind. Dylan Baker played Owen. He was in The Last of the Mohicans, Spider-Man 2 and 3, The Cell, and the TV show The Good Wife. Carol Bruce, who died in 2007, played Joy. She was in American Gigolo, General Hospital, WKRP in Cincinnati. Olivia Burnett played Marty. She was in The Quick and the Dead, Eye for an Eye, and The Torkelsons. Diane, Diana Douglas uh, died in 2015. She played Peg, the Indian fighter, Days of Our Lives, It Runs in the Family. Martin Ferrero played the second motel clerk. He was in Miami Vice, Jurassic Park, and Get Shorty. Larry Hankin played Doobie uh, from Doobie's Taxiola. He was in Escape from Alcatraz, Billy Madison, and Breaking Bad. Richard Hurd played Walt. He was in All the President's Men, The China Syndrome, and T.J. Hooker. Eddie McClurg played the car rental agent. She was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Back to School, Small Wonder, and The Little Mermaid. Ben Stein played the Wichita Airport representative. He was in Ferris Bueller, Win Ben Stein's Money, Ghostbusters 2, and The Wonder Years. And Kevin Bacon had an uncredited part as the taxi racer. At the beginning of the movie, he was in Animal House, Apollo 13, Footloose, and X-Men First Class. Rotten Tomatoes critics gave it a 94%. The audience gave it an 87%. 
Ebert gave it four stars and said it is perfectly cast and soundly constructed and all else flows naturally. Siskel gave it three and a half stars and said it's John Candy's first really good character and performance on screen. Martin is funny as usual. Cinema Score gave it a B plus. Uh, the only award that it was nominated for was an American Comedy Award for Funniest Actor in a Motion Picture, John Candy. And quick little summary here. Neil Page and Del Griffith are trying desperately to get to Chicago from New York City. Unfortunately, they end up diverted to Wichita and have to rely on each other to get home. They just have to do their best not to kill each other first. During holiday travel, some people get delirious. Some get delayed. And some get <laughs> Del Griffith. American Light and Fixture, Director of Sales, Shower Curtain Ring Division. Neil Page got all three. I was on my way home to spend a nice holiday with my family. Instead, I'm in a motel bed with a stranger. So instead of Thanksgiving with his family, he's spending three days with the turkey. <laughs> Two happy clams just whistling down the road. Flintstones, meet the Flintstones, and the Martoni family. Paramount Pictures presents... Steve Martin. Ever been to Hawaii? Yeah. You see God Ho while you were there? See the second show, that's the best one. Is that right? Yeah. John Candy. Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. In a new film by John Hughes. Planes, trains, and automobiles. See that Bears game last week? Yeah, hello game, hello game. Uh, so a couple of things here in the uh, background of this movie. There were no transportation companies that wanted to appear inept uh, or deficient or, you know, you know, you wouldn't want to travel with them, right. basically. So um, nobody wanted to do any kind of advertising with this movie, so that's why none of the, none of the names of the airlines or the buses or anything else are, are any official names. Um, and apparently they... So the crew had to go out and, uh, like, rent train track and they had to rent all the different cars that they needed and everything else from other places because they couldn't get anybody to kind of help sponsor it. Uh, John Candy has said that this was his favorite of his own movies. Um, John Hughes said in an interview on one of the DVDs and the director commentary that he was inspired to write this after he had an actual flight from New York to Chicago uh, that was diverted and it took him five days to get home. Uh, John Hughes said he wrote the first draft of the screenplay in three days. His average writing time for a screenplay in those days was about three to five days with about 20 rewrites afterwards. The original cut of the movie was about 220 minutes long. Uh, Hughes and editor Paul Hirsch cut it down to 120 minutes, and then the final theatrical one was 90 minutes. Um, this was John Hughes' first movie that he kind of made for adults. Most of the ones before this were Ferris Bueller, Breakfast Club, uh, Sixteen Candles, that kind of stuff. And I found this on a website somewhere, and there was nothing to back it up. So I don't know where this came from, but I'm going to read it anyway, just because it sounds so weird. Um, the original plot for Planes, Trains, and Automobiles involved John Candy's character being a bungling vampire bent on trying to get Steve Martin's character to invite him into his family's home. The director was so impressed with the on-screen chemistry between John Candy and Steve Martin that he entirely removed the vampire plot from the script in favor of a more wholesome Thanksgiving theme. Had you guys ever heard that before? I've never heard never that Mm -mm. There was a website somewhere that reported that as being one of the first early drafts of the of the story. 
So, and it, well, it was on the internet, so it's got to be true. John Hughes and vampires doesn't really that jump doesn't seem to like yeah. he would write that. Yeah, not really. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, all right. Well, so that's what I got in terms of the background of this. So, um, I guess we'll start off with: Is this for me? This was actually the first time seeing it all the way through from beginning to end. So, is this? I think for most of you guys, I think you've probably Wait, seen it before. This is the first time you've. Seen this is the first time I've seen the entire movie from start to finish. Really? Yeah. I'd only ever seen it like if we were flipping the channels and it was on, I would like start from a certain point and watch it then. But I've never actually seen it until watching it this week. I've never seen it from the very beginning until the very Nobody end. Nobody in your family holidays? Mm-hmm. No. Nope. No, we never we never really watched this one. That's that's weird. I'm, I'm been, very surprised been, by that. Yeah. It's been years since I saw the whole thing. I hadn't seen that Kevin Bacon scene in a long time. Well, knowing my family, it would have been something like, um, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I didn't realize for years that I had never seen the first three minutes of Raiders of the Lost Ark because we had recorded it. I guess my parents had recorded it off of TV. WGN after the first, yeah. And so the first, like, I thought the way the movie opened was, um, I want to say it was the part just as they're getting up to the just as they're getting up to the temple and like some of the bats start to fly out and it scares off some of the tribesmen that are helping them, you know, get up to the, I'm like, Oh, well that's where it starts. No, there's like three or four minutes before that. And I I missed that whole thing because I think we recorded it off of HBO or somewhere else and they just missed the first few minutes of it. Funny. Okay. So, so yeah. So no, so this was the first time, the first time I saw it from beginning to end. Well, I don't want to hijack the conversation. Of course you were going to go, but do you want to, Say your thoughts then, since this is the first. Oh time no, I've seen I, I liked it. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, and I like all of. I don't know that I. I don't know that there's a John Hughes movie that I don't like. So, I think his, you know, just his the the relationships his characters have with each other, and you know how you can how you can get to a point where they can't stand each other at the beginning of the movie, and they're constantly arguing, and yeah. and there's two total strangers to that last scene of the. I know I'm jumping way ahead, but that last scene of the movie of them carrying the trunk together down the street. Yeah. Um, and just how that. How that? How he uh, when he's on the train and he comes to that realization that oh wait a minute, this guy's wife is dead. Mm-hmm. You know he doesn't have a home to go home to. She's not around. And then he gets back on the train, goes and finds him, and invites him to his house. Yeah. Um, I like how John Hughes can do that, and I like how most times in a John Hughes movie your characters are not they're they're all three dimensional. Like they all are well rounded characters that have you know a, a full story to them. It's not they're not just throwaway. Yeah. Type characters. Yeah. And I like how he's able to do that every time. So, no, I, I liked it. I, You know, it would be one, I, I think probably part of it being rated R. Mm-hmm. Now, that that didn't stop some of the other movies I've seen when I was little. But, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, when it was on TV, we would have watched bits and pieces of it. Mm-hmm. Here and there, but I yeah I don't ever recall just sitting down and, and watching it from. And the I think down. the only reason it's rated R is because of the airport scene. Yeah, yeah, with the rental I car. Think that's it. I yeah, mean, that I don't think minute, there's anything else. Uh, that minute is mm-hmm. it, and that's right. It's rated R because I remember. I mean, I've seen this movie way back when it first came mm-hmm. out. I've seen it numerous times since, and then I've also in you know, bits and pieces on TV, and then I the kids saw it. Yeah. So uh, I think it was I want to say. Two years ago, two okay. one, two Christmases ago, like Thanksgiving, Christmas, we saw it, 
And that was the only scene in there. And you could easily, if you've got kids, either fast forward through that scene mm-hmm. if you want, you know, or tell them to go get out of the room, let the adults watch that scene, and then come back in. Whatever, because it's a great scene. Yeah. And the way it's done is just, oh, yeah. that's that's a, well, a phenomenal then, scene. I guess you're. <laughs> I guess you're. Yeah, it's just, yeah, the payoff is worth it almost mm-hmm. in that case. But, um, but yeah, I mean, so other than that, it's actually like a good family mm-hmm. film that you yeah. could all watch. I mean, there's, yeah, it was yeah. funny. The kids loved it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, and I, I our know. rating is so weird with it because yeah. I kind of, just for that one minute, but I get it. Right. At the same time, I'm like. Well, and then how many other movies? Well, it's okay. So when I I probably first saw it like on WGN or something with most of that scene like edited out oh, yeah. and everything mm-hmm. like that. And I I even remember my parents like having friends over. Hey, did you see planes, trains, and automobiles? Yeah, the kids. Well, no. Hey, because that one scene. And then they you know just talking and. You know what's that in this in this way that they can't? You know, did you see that? Remember the scene in the airport? Oh yeah, that was funny. When he was, what, and they're not finishing their sentence because there's kids in the room. And I remember growing up just being like, oh, I wonder what the airport scene is. Yeah. And then later when I finally saw the whole thing, it's like, oh, that's what mom and dad were talking about. But it's uh, you know that R-rated movie thing. I mean, how many movies do you see? Thirteen that are like should be that, R. That should be R. But yeah. it's so funny. It's like it'll be one or two things, and it's whatever they're yeah, whatever you know, and and a whole bunch of f bombs. Right. Even I think if he says it two or three times, I think it's PG whatever. Mm-hmm. But if, once he crosses the line and says it so many, yeah, times, I think it's like a certain number. It's of a certain times. number of times he can say, which is kind of because back in the day it was like one or two. It almost should be context, right? You know, to a certain degree of right. what it's said to. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. No, I yeah that gets that gets into our ongoing conversation of the. Oh, when did you see it? Thing. Gosh, I don't know. I was young, though. Okay. Um, Unedited or edited? But again, I, I, I think I'm with Pat. I'm, I'm thinking most of the time I saw it, it was me at Thanksgiving, so it was probably at... Okay. Yeah. It's when they they just drop that whole scene, don't they? Yeah. They don't try. Yeah. I don't think they try to bleep it out. There was, I don't remember if anywhere where they tried to put a, a, a freak in. Sometimes they'll do that. Yeah. yeah. Where it's a freaking, you know, and he keeps yeah. saying freaking or something like that instead of the other word. Yeah. Or or some other cheesy word. Yeah. Yeah. Act that scene up. Yeah. Yeah. And what, and I think, John, or I think you said it that they're like three dimensional characters and all that. Steve Martin and Chip, uh, not Chevy Chase, um, John Candy. John Candy. Just able to bring real people to life. And, and I know that, what does that statement mean? But the humor, there was such a depth to those characters. And they were funny. And it was just, you know, wow. It was just so excellent watching them well, on stage. I think what, they, what he did so wisely, in the, to me at least, is I feel like the majority of the audience is going to fall into the perspective of Steve Martin. Like, we feel like he's the normal average guy you know yeah. and that's why even the venting at that airport is part of a cathartic yeah. thing for the mm-hmm. viewer where you just would like to just say yeah. this you know and 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 he's us yeah and john candy's this guy that he meets and we i mean i know people like john candy who are like that and i'm, and I'm not it's not slamming them it's just there's a different sometimes socially awkward whatever it is and i grew up and i knew certain people you know in, in certain cases like that 
And and like you said, there is that moment when you realize that there's a little sadness that there mm-hmm. is more to this person. They yeah. going home to a family that did it, you know. And and you all have and, and how do you deal with those people, you know? And 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 here it brings out the compassion and the humanity in the film, yeah. which is how you should. So it's a very yeah. so in, in that way you kind of go through that whole experience. Like you've known some people like that, but at the same time you don't want it. It wasn't mean spirited to that person, and that's what I liked is it didn't just become John Candy's this dorky nerd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, right. We, do we, but it's just like all of a sudden he, you know, it, he, he brings him to a being a human being behind that other awkward. Well, and stuff. and when it starts to take on almost like an abusive tone from Steve Martin to John Candy, John Candy fights back. Yes, and he's like, you know, I, at least yeah. I don't, you know, I, I may be this kind he, of person, I may be, but at least I don't make somebody feel bad about yes. themselves, right? And yeah. you, which is like I said, which yeah. is a great thing for you because if we're watching that and sort of feeling some of those comments, or you want to like laugh at the. It's, it works. I, I always remember just feeling like, not, not necessarily a self-reflective reflective piece, but like just it's making it like it's a major, you know. But I, I think it has that heart to it. And it yeah. has that tone to it where it is something that you look at some people who are not always the, the you know, a little bit more of the odd person or whatever, and how do you treat them? And, Why did and you what want? does it say about you? Mm-hmm. And look in your own, you know, and, and, and he makes up some good points yeah. and, and really puts Steve Martin yeah. in his place. And that was... Uh, you know the thing. The first. This is the first time I watched the movie, and I got a gist of. You know, and, and I always used to feel like what you were feeling, where Steve Martin's kind of the. He's the normal guy, quote mm-hmm. unquote. He's the, he's the yeah. The but this time, guy. I kind of picked up on a little bit of. Yeah, he's kind of a jerk. I mean, you know, I mean, and then it was like, and I think I always played it off as always oh, just in a rush to get home. But he had almost. I was sort of reminded of um, Hook. The movie Hook, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the way Peter Banning was at the yeah. beginning. Yeah. Like that, like just caught up in his job and, you know, mm-hmm. and and just kind of, he just had an edge to him. And again, it wasn't over. Well, that's like it, a little bit like us too. That's what I mean. Like it feels like it's us when we're frustrated. Uh, it's us when we're yeah. aggravated. It's us when we don't have patience for other people. And I think yeah. that part is, we identify still more with that person, you know, with the Steve Martin character overall, even though we don't, we like you said, you start to feel he's mean, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. he's getting mean to him a little bit too, crossing the line, you start to feel sorry for John Candy, uh, for, for Dell, and then Dell fights back, you know, mm-hmm. and then you're like, yes, good, good for you guys. So it's an interesting, it is an interesting character study, I think, in all those pieces and how and what you feel throughout the film. Yeah. So I, you're actually kind of getting along the lines of one of the questions I was going to ask, and it's you're still related to the movie, but this is more of like a general life kind of question. Um, when you're traveling, are you more of a Steve Martin or are you more of a John Candy? Like, if you run into problems while traveling, because they both handle their problems oh, in very I different would be ways. I'm more of a Dell running into problems. Okay. I don't get. Because see, you're you're saying that you're saying that Steve Martin is is like us, and that we're supposed to. What I mean by is that with there's him. definitely I, the otter, I think I definitely quirky, identify with John Candy a whole lot more. Is Dell the yeah. outer quirkier guy? Is Dell overall? He's kind of like you know yeah. a little bit goof, goofball. Yeah. Um, but there's, and Steve Martin seems more like the what you want to find as normal person. But at the same time, like you said, there's that edge to him. On on a trip though, I like I like you said. I mean, Steve Martin reacted like a frustrated, frustrated, stressed out person. I do know people that act like mm-hmm. that. Um, I don't when I'm out and I in fact go the opposite way. I'm like it's a vacation. I'm not, I'm not going to get frustrated. And you you do it more with the goofy stuff. And I think you get more more. You get more of a better response doing it Dell's way, just like mm-hmm. even like with the. I mean, well, it wasn't with the shower curtains, but. Right. A couple of scenes there, but. Yeah. Bo, are you more of a uh, Steve Martin or a John Candy when it comes to traveling? Um, definitely more of 
a John Candy, but I certainly know people in my family who yeah. are Steve Martin. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. What do you think? How about, <laughs> how about, how about you? How about this? Know. All right, Dennis, what do you think I'm like? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I can see maybe a little bit of Steve Martin. Well, I, not that much, I think, overall. But well, it is are, funny you, are you a little, a little uptight when you travel? Or? You know what? And here's the funny thing. Um, I'm a blend of both. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And that's why when you say... And, and I like, see you get turning in a dime from one or the other. Yeah, and so, and it's, it's you know what, honestly, when I travel, because, and, and there's been times that, like, um, you know, when, when Tammy and I were fortunate enough to be able to go through Europe, I mean, that, we laughed our way through the thing. I mean, there's only one way. I mean, the times, you know, driving through Ireland, I mean, as an example, there was a time that we got so lost in Dublin, and we're just, it, we were up, it was pouring down rain, we're turning, we're getting haunted at, we'd been up because we were at my sister's wedding the night before for, like, 48 hours, and I was just like, we were trying to get to the hotel and just crash. And I, I could drive across this train bridge. It was a bridge across the Liffey. And it was, and, I'm, and so I turned and I was on the train tracks, <laughs> driving across the bridge on the train tracks, just saying, let's just go. We can make this work. And Tammy was the one. So I think, you know. I can see that, yeah. You know, there's just. But if a, you're traveling around Lake Geneva at three. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so. so I, feel like is, I feel like there's a story here. There, there is a story. Okay, so I'll. So, well, so, so, in, in, in my defense here, just bring it all back, I think there's sometimes when it's just like, hey, you know, like you said, the don't worry or be happy, or hey, take a deep breath. I can, and, and I can see that. You know, mm-hmm. when, when God gives you a lemon, make lemonade. And, you know, it's relaxed and all that. And But then in the same token, if you're trying to get to a show or you're trying to make something happen or whatever, then there's like, a, okay, we got to be on the clock and, you know, this kind of thing. Um, there's only been a couple of times that, you know, like the uh, the airport scene, uh, or not the airport scene, but the driving scene. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I I've never I've never gone after anyone like that. You know, just cussing them out like that. I mean, I think you know that was obviously pretty caricatured. But there's there's been times that we've been on a vacation and well, to quote our boss, someone just needed a moment of clarity. And you, but you got to be careful. Because you get more bees with honey than vinegar, yeah. so you you know the, you really. That's you like that line. I can see you both. Yeah, I get up. We on a freaking public path? <laughs> I didn't swear. <laughs> I didn't I'm adding swear. It in if yeah, you're adding that in. Because because if, if it was the Steve Martin, yeah, it would be like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was yeah, there was that. I don't have my freaking ID. <laughs> I'm on a. I just, I was very polite. I, I was very polite. I just wanted a little clarification. See, you wanted some clarity. <laughs> I needed clarity. Oh. All right. Um, I feel like there's more to that story than You've heard it before, what we're sharing. Right? Have I heard it? Before. Yeah. Okay. Camp Edwards, or George Williams going around Lake Geneva at 3 in the morning with a group of teachers. No IDs on us. Believing we could somehow hike around the whole lake. Mm-hmm. It was our last day. We were just... Feeling a little nuts. <laughs> Big lake, guys. Yeah, we didn't realize it looked. You know, you look across; it doesn't look that bad. I would have made it. I would have made it if they didn't stop me. So the numbers went from like fifteen or twenty down to like ten, and then to like eight or whatever. And we kept going, thinking we're just going to tough this out and do it. And we, we didn't realize the path started crossing. You know, people's properties and backyards. Oh. So three in the morning, we didn't want to bring our IDs or anything else, right. our wallets, because we didn't want to drop anything. Because we were doing the adventure course. We were doing the ones that... The adventure the course. course. We didn't have any of our IDs, so we didn't drop... Because people drop things out of their pockets when they're doing the adventure mm-hmm. course first. Yeah. So 
we just kept going, and, and uh, we ended up getting uh, some police officers to say, or the people, ba- we were walking through people's backyard at 3 mm-hmm. in the morning. Well, we were still on the path. <laughs> See, this is There you go. It's Let me just out. ask you this. Let me just ask you this. And Pat almost got arrested. If you're, yeah, no, if you're on a sidewalk in front of someone's house at 3 o'clock in the morning, Am I in violation of the property? Well, you're a police officer right now, mm-hmm. okay? And he's talking to you like that. <laughs> I mean, just, just answer the question. I'm sorry. If I'm out of line, I'll just stay quiet. But I mean, I'm just so, curious. But it was, excuse me, officer. Step out of the car. It's like, with all Step out of the respect, car, sir. It was like, it was like say, say it exactly like that. So ask him why you can't be on the path. Well, I just, I thought it was a public path. I mean, well, you're not smiling. You weren't smiling. Okay, let's see. You, know, <laughs> you were not smiling. Well, I thought it was. I just. Well, I just. It wasn't I thought, I, I had, this first I thought year the I light was Pat. yellow, sir. First year, I, first year <laughs> I'd known Pat. Like I did not know him until the, I think the strip. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I, we met him. We were friends. Already there a few days because we're already like days into his like the last day. So I'm there and I'm seeing this and and we have no ID. We can't prove where we're at, where mm-hmm. we're from. We're yeah. like, oh, we're teachers. Put me in like an arm lock. <laughs> we're, we're teachers, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're camping. So what are you doing out here at this time? And they're, well, well, yeah. Can I see somebody? We don't have ID because <laughs> <laughs> we were going to be on an adventure course. <laughs> That's turning <laughs> into sure an adventure. Trying to explain that, and then meanwhile, well, like. I waited until everything was fine, and we gave, I mean, I think they, they got our names in the car, and the program, they, they found us in the computer or whatever, and I just said... I don't think they found us yet. Okay. No. Well, is, maybe. He was, he was asking well, questions. But they said we we were by the marina, and he'd said, you know, there have been break-ins around here, and there, there, we, were just sta- we were staking out the area, and mm-hmm. we were staking out the path, because we've had got break-ins. Some phone calls, too. We've, we've had some phone calls, I think. That, yeah, well, I... The, walking through. Yeah, the, <laughs> well, I, we were on a path. And I just said... At three in the morning. I just said, "Excuse me, officer. I just have a question. Uh-huh. Is the is the path public path? I mean, are we okay to walk that path? Is the issue just, you know?" And then I and he, I, and he took out his club and beat you right there. Well, no. Then Dennis no. put me in this. Well, he responded lock. something. It wasn't as tame. It started to get where we could all feel. <laughs> well, I don't. Then all of a sudden, was, I just I didn't because my question. thing was the interruption. Remember what it was? <laughs> You're like, I think what the officer <laughs> is trying to <laughs> say. Exactly Pat, what I said. And then he gets in it between was me. Hannah, what I think, because before you get us all arrested, or just like, or and beat was, down. And, and I, I think the story is taking on a life of its own. I have nothing but respect for the guy. However, I just want to point out, they sent us... Is this America? Well, right? hey, hold on now, hold on. But in all fairness... They, Wait, is this Russia? Am I, do you want to see, do you want our papers? They, nice. Well, in all fairness, it was sort our of papers like... in order? In all fairness, it was like, so how are we supposed to get back? Are we supposed to walk back along? I'm just, just let me know. I mean, just is, tell me are, 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 we, are we okay to walk back along the path, or should we go out on the road and figure out our way back in? What the officer's trying to say, Pat, is he's trying to say it's night, it's three in the morning, we're out here, it was stupid. You know, then I just came in and was just kind of like diffusing the situation. I said, well, I don't know if it was stupid. I mean, if we're not. And then he to took his hand off his gun. Oh, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> And we all live to tell about it. I was polite. And embellish it as much as we could. I was polite. I don't know what else. See, Bo, this is the reason why you and I don't do adventure trails. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Then a couple of... You and I are crazy enough to be out hiking around Eva at 3 a.m. No. Well, there was a dare. (laughs) (laughs) Again, not crazy enough to do that. Triple dog dare. Uh We couldn't do it. I'm like, we could do it. We could do it by ourselves. There's not enough... Yeah, there is not enough of a lot of things to get me to want to hike around Lake Geneva. <laughs> so, do we have a favorite, uh, going back to the movie, do we have a favorite scene in the movie? 
right, the, the car rental this, scene. The car rental scene. The car rental scene, scene is definitely good, but the the the, the pillow. <laughs> oh <laughs> yes. Did you see that Ferris game? Oh, heck of a game. Heck of a game. <laughs> so, so Jeff, Jeff, my ear? <laughs> Jeff, Jeff will be listening to this a little bit later, but he was out helping me during one of the lunch periods when okay. we were having the kids vote on cases for the Chromebooks yeah. they're going to get next year. So he was out there helping me with it, and he he hops up. We've got a stage that's in the cafeteria, and uh, he kind of hops up and sits on the stage, and I'm standing kind of leaning up against the stage. And, um, you know, so kids are coming up, they're voting on these Chromebook cases, everything else. And I go to, uh, I go to rest my hand on the stage and it actually ends up like resting on top of his hand. Oh. It's, <laughs> and so really quick, like we both look at each other and we both jump back and like, oh, 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 bears looking uh, pretty good this year, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and uh, Jeff says something like, yeah, uh, uh, meat and, and guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. It, was, it was this, yeah, I'm, I'm, for some reason I was Those aren't pillows. It was also the, the, the driving scene. Isn't that the one yeah. where he's like... Yeah, where he's driving the wrong way. Going the wrong way. Going the wrong way. Moron. Moron. He's like acting like the guy's been drinking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, and then I do like that one. I like the one where he's trying to take his uh, he's trying to take his parka off and it gets stuck. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Steve Martin's sleeping through the entire yeah. thing. And yeah. We almost hit a deer. What happened? We almost hit a deer. You okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty hot in here. You should take your parka off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our diameter melted. Yeah, with the police officer. Well, sir, so there, that's kind of like your discussion with the police officer in Lake Geneva. It's like, well, yeah. I, I would have known that we were going too fast, but uh, speedometers, speedometers melted. melted. Yeah. <laughs> Do you consider this vehicle safe? Oh, yes. Very oh, yeah. safe. Where is it? That scene is awesome. I mean, there's just so many in that, and that's why it's like, nope. again... You have no working gauges at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, well, what about the setup when they back out? He's trying to get him out of the snow, and he backs to the yeah. front of the motel, and he's like, quick, come get on, in, go, 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 go. <laughs> and then he hits the gas, and this is the small part, but he hits the gas. I don't know if you've ever done that, and you're trying to get out of the snow, and you just <clears> sit there and just burn <clears> the tires until they, and then they, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> just so many funny scenes. Well, that's what, and this is another one of those movies that it's like it's just a series of scenes. Yeah. So I mean, I could see how when they said the first cut of this was like two hundred and whatever like two hundred and twenty minutes. Oh, yeah. with those, I would imagine they probably just kept filming. Yeah. yeah. But again, and I, I really, you know, we kind of got into you know favorite scenes and quotes and telling stories and that. But I, I just want to keep coming back to, like Dennis said, it's just a great family movie, and what a strong message mm-hmm. in that movie, and just how you know the two guys came together and and. I don't want to say it wasn't cheesy because, you know, the movie was silly, but it wasn't cheesy. It was just a really neat message, and it was like walking someone else's cheesy. Shoes. I think it's cheesy when that when that going from being strangers and not liking each other to like being best friends. I think it's cheesy when that happens too fast. Okay. And I think in this movie it didn't happen didn't too happen. fast. Yeah, it was no. it was gradual. Yeah. It was, yeah. You know, you had like they couldn't stand, or he, you know, Steve Martin couldn't stand him in the beginning. And then kind of started to tolerate him because, you know, he needed him to, mm-hmm. you know, he thought he could help him get a motel room or, or whatever. And and then it kind of progressed into, okay, well, all right, we're kind of having fun. When they're singing on the bus, yeah. but then we're then, starting then to have fun. The, and, yeah. There's the, the kind of the, those, the conflict scenes. And then right. it's all towards the end of the film even where there's still a little bit of that where, but then there's mm-hmm. the... He, that revelation that he, he becomes mm-hmm. the yeah. guilty conscience of Steve Martin to a certain degree, right. or the not necessarily even a guilty conscience. It actually becomes that like I miss this guy, right? Like, like I wasn't did, I wasn't totally listening. like I didn't realize it, but throughout this process, he is really mm-hmm. we're friends now. Like it it, it, yeah. it wasn't like oh poor poor guy exactly. It was more also still like like I like do kind of like I like this mm-hmm. guy. 
and, 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 it, and it's switched, and he is a good person, and he does have more to, you know. So, I mean, it, 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 the timing of it was, again, executed perfectly. And comes back to, I was thinking, you know, I haven't done my top ten list of whatever movies, but I, I like to break them up if I go into comedies, because it's so hard to come up with ten. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to take all ten lists of comedies, dramas, yeah. horrors, mm-hmm. and, and then I, if you told me, I'd have a feeling I'd pick one from each of those, or a top one from each of those. Mm-hmm. But if this, if I'm going top ten comedies, definitely in one of them. This okay. is definitely one yeah. of them. Um, and again, because my criteria for that is, what would I have done differently for this movie? What would I have changed? What would I have done? And like you said, that it's not cheesy. Right. The part where it changes, because you could easily find maybe, oh, well, they did that too soon and picked that apart. Um, he was too mean, or he would, no, he was mean, but it was not over the top to where this guy wouldn't want to be friends with him. Because mm-hmm. if Steve Martin got too rough... Mm-hmm. Then you'd be like, why is Dell putting up with this? He's a jerk. You should be out of there. But right. it was enough of just the frustration and everything. It was perfectly balanced to where I think there's nothing in this movie that would change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought, you know, favorite scenes, I thought that end scene where he comes back and finds him on the train, mm-hmm. and, or in the train station, and yeah. they, they have that moment of clarity. And then I think you, you said earlier, the next thing is you see them walking with the trunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that was just a beautiful scene. Yeah. And I remember that even as... as as a young boy. No, but even as, as whenever I did see it, that as a kid, that scene, it wasn't like, oh, where's the funny stuff? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like, wow. Wow. Now, I, I will say there was one thing in this movie that I would change. And that would be the, the very, very end yes. of the movie. The, like, I would have I ended the movie with them walking down the street with the chest, and they get to his house, and you know he says something like, you know, you stay as long as you need to, or you're whatever. And, you know, then as he opens up the door and they get home and his family's all there, then I would end it. Because I felt like the very last, when they get into his house and they, they go inside and he, his parents are there and his wife comes downstairs and he introduces him to his wife, that whole last scene where it's, once they're in the yeah. house was awkward. Yeah, they're was, staring it, at each other. I felt really awkward watching that because they're all kind of staring at each other. They don't know this guy. And then every time it would cut back, and, and especially the way it ended, where it ended with him just standing there, John Candy, just him standing there smiling, and then it faded out from there, like froze and then faded out from there. It ended, it almost seemed really sad yeah. because it's like, you know, Steve Martin finally got back home and he's with his family and he's with his kids and this guy still has nothing. And yeah, he's going to stay with them for a little bit and they might still be friends the rest of their lives, but... I almost felt like, and then maybe that was just me reading into the scene, but I almost felt like as he's looking around at all this, like he, he's like a fifth wheel. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, okay, I'm, I'm here because you know, I've had this adventure with this guy and, and we're kind of friends now, but I don't really belong here. And I don't know, that was just kind of the vibe I got from that ending part. So I almost, if there was anything I would change about the movie is I would have ended it the moment they walk in the door to the house and like all the kids are like, Dad's home. And yeah, that kind of thing. I got the weird vibes too. But that, why you need that extra bit? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Are you pulling up and watching? Yeah, I am. Okay. It's because I, I don't remember feeling okay. like that. But. I just thought, why why is the wife like smiling? Like, it just was weird smiling. Like, I didn't get that much yeah. of a backstory that you did. I mean, what you said made total sense. Yeah. And now it's going to make it even weirder for me. But, I right. mean, it was like, I... Uh, well, that's what I do. I'm, I'm here to make things weird. Yeah. You know. So you were thinking, like, you don't want to see him with the kids and the family? I, and you know, I, I don't mind. As, as soon as they get in the door, like, everybody comes around, is hugging him and, yeah, and, and welcoming him. But then it fades to black there. And then that's the end of the movie. This whole part where they do the introductions, and then it's just John. Can- it cuts back to John Candy standing there and just kind of half smiling. And I don't know. That part seemed either kind of sad or awkward to me. So I don't know. That part I would have taken out. I 
I I thought that the kind of the emotional peak of the movie was when they're walking down the street and they're both helping each other carry the chest. Well, I think it's a similar. I mean, See, I, I remember there's being weird. a feeling. There's a certain feeling of uh, a similar ending to, and, and I'm not saying necessarily content, but style mm-hmm. to Breakfast Club. And the Breakfast Club, they're all going back. Like they've mm-hmm. had their. You could go, oh, they all ended. They could have been friends in the in the in the in the you know, thing, and that's it. And they walk yeah. out the door. Instead, you see each of them kind of go to their car, right? In the car, and, they, and then and so each of them do their own thing, and then and it's got almost similar music playing. Mm-hmm. You know, like where it's like. But see, I don't. I don't think of the end of Breakfast Club as being sad. No. But this makes me feel after the way the after the watching them walk down the street holding the chest together, this makes me feel that the ending is a sad ending. And I didn't really, yeah, this, I don't, I didn't want that from this movie. This, this is awkward. Hi, hon, I'd like you to meet, you know, yeah. this guy. So I, yeah, that's, okay. that's weird. No, <laughs> so I, I, I'm good with it. I, I, okay. I'm going to defer here. Well, you're and the reason, well, No, here's the reason I think is what do you, you see? Dennis, what we're trying to say okay. is, okay, officer, all, what we're trying to say is. Here's what I see is, yeah. like, they got, like, I, 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 I feel like John Candy's smile at that end and his realization, his face is not he's seeing him get to his wife, mm-hmm. seeing him get to his wife, and that he played a part in helping him get home, and they finally made it there, and he sees that. So it also makes him think of his own wife that he misses, and it's more of a I'm glad like he has this, and yes, there's the sad part. It is somewhat sad, mm-hmm. but his story is sad. His wife isn't going to be there, but I think the also that smile has a certain sense of, you know, like. That's like I'm glad that my friend got home to his mm-hmm. wife, and that's important. And I and I do miss my wife, but I'm good. But I'm mm-hmm. also good. Like, he is good. See, I and didn't. I, I didn't get I that sense. Like I didn't get that sense of I'm good. See, I I, I, I got all the rest of that, but I didn't get the sense of I'm good. Watch it again. At the end, there you go. Watch it again. He's good. No, I think I think. He, Bo, I think are we crazy or, or? When I say good, it doesn't mean he's like oh, but I think he's. I don't feel as it's that devastating. Okay. See, so he looks down. Yeah. So he sees him, and he's. And they intentionally believe. Yeah, I mean, I get, I get what you're saying, but I just didn't get that sense of. And I don't know. I think, I think. Yeah. I guess, I, I, don't, I, guess I don't get the that whole final thing sense of this of whole him movie. Thinking I'm good. This whole movie is this this crazy adventure mm-hmm. through all you know uh, across everything to get back to his family. That's all he wants right. to do is get back to his family. Right. And I think if you just fade it, you end it when they go in and hey they all we don't know the family here you get a sense of how much she's also missed him. So that mm-hmm. comes across. Uh, how much the family like how much, the wife is like sitting up mm-hmm. on the stairs and then well, not mm-hmm. the last he looks up and there's that moment. I think those moments are good because it gives you a little bit of that feeling of you got there. You mm-hmm. finally got home. This is why he was so frustrated. Wanted to get there and he's yeah. trying to get back to his family and he gets there. And what do you do with John Candy? He doesn't have that family. Right. So you you could either just not cut to him and just focus on Steve Martin. But I think mm-hmm. it's okay to focus on him and I think it is okay to have a little bit of that sadness in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, we feel sorry for him. Right. Ultimately, right. by watching that, but he does smile, and it's not. If he would have been like mm, and just sad and crying, the face of black, that would be horrible. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he's smiling is like he's still good. Okay. I think he, I, I think he's good. I mean, yeah, it's definitely sad because he's thinking of his wife right there. Right. He sees him with his wife coming home, and he doesn't have that wife to come home anymore. Yeah. And that's just the story. That's who those characters were. We can't change that at the end. And I think by just cutting it early, you. Yeah. I don't know. I'm okay with that decision is my point. I'm okay. not saying that All it's right. not necessarily sad. Yeah. I'm okay with them doing that. Okay. Because it's not overly depressing. It's, you know, you do get, the, I don't know, I just, I think it works. I think it's a good choice. All this right. Bo, point. are we out of our minds? No! 
Did you, pull, did you watch the ending? Have you pulled it? Because if you go YouTube, you'll be able to see the ending at some point. But you, you tell us what no. you think, too, at some point. But It was definitely awkward. And I tend to agree with John that it wasn't necessary. But the more Dennis talked about Can't it, hear the more you anymore, I said, Sal. <laughs> can't hear you. <laughs> You're cutting out. Dennis no. says he can't hear you anymore. <laughs> but the more I listened to Dennis the more I saw the reason for it. I may not agree with the reason for it. I may not think it needed to be there, but I can see why some people might. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, me personally, I didn't need it, but I, I think my wife probably thought it was great. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I just, I think I read that smile at the end of the movie a different way. Okay. And not that I'm a pessimistic person, but, you know, I'm usually more of an optimistic person, but I think I read that smile as a, huh, I, I feel a little bit out of place now. I feel yeah. it's, a, it's a mixed feeling smile. It's Because yeah. it, he looks down at first, and then he looks up. Mm -hmm. And then he looks up and smiles. Mm -hmm. I think if you reverse that, he's smiling, and then all of a sudden he gets sad, and he looks and down. Looks down and then it totally fades, different yeah. ending. Well, yeah, yeah. But him by yeah. kind of, he's already sad, mm -hmm. and he's finding a way to fight through this, mm -hmm. is what I look at. It's like, and when I say fight through it, it's just, he's grieving for his wife as well still, even right. to this day, and he always will. But he can find a way to smile through it and still yeah. move forward, and, and he's happy that he's got his friend to get to his wife. Mm -hmm. um, so I see it as a more like that type. And, and is the ending of really The Breakfast Club super happy? I mean, I think we had a big discussion on that uh, where we were talking about what happens after that, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, what's his name is still alone. What, uh, what's his name is the... Um, Bender. Yeah, Bender. Is yeah. Still, I mean, it's not like his life got any better. Right. But he's just, you know, he does the... And that's it. But really, what's he going back to? And... They all go back in the cars with the same problems and saying, I mean, is, did, did it really change anything? Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. And I think that ending, I don't know. I'm not sure that it's necessarily a, wow, everything's great again. Yeah. Because people had said, what do they like the next week when they see each other again right. in classes? And he brings up that point. It didn't end with them being great friends and they all high five and the movie ends. They go off to their own things, somewhat different, somewhat more self-reflective, but at the same time, has the situation changed that much? Mm -hmm. And I think that's John Hughes' style. That's why I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like there are certain people who have a certain style to their films, and and it's uh, I have this issue with um, like me and Jason K would always come talk about um, uh, Terrence Malick, Terrence Malick, you know. And there's certain styles that certain people use, and and if that's their style and that's the way they tell story, I'm good with that. I'm not surprised by it because of John Hughes' sort of style yeah. in those mm -hmm. ways. And, he doesn't leave you just like this was a fun comedy. Mm -hmm. He's gonna sure he wants to hit he's you gonna with pull that the heartstrings even at the last yeah. second, and it makes it feel a little bit more valid as a movie, in my opinion, versus just being the funny comical zany yeah. trip mm -hmm. versus vacation. Mm -hmm. Okay, it, vacation. It may make fun, it hold up ending, better. That's for sure. What? It may make it hold up better over time. Well, and the fact that we're discussing that scene. Mm -hmm. Right. It's also a good scene when you have people kind of analyzing it and saying, right. well, I like this or I didn't like that, or why did you like it? Why? Well, here's what I saw, here's what I saw. I mean, I think it's a cool scene then. That's, mm -hmm. there was I'm just jealous that he could write those things in three days, four days. It just bugs <laughs> the crap out of me. Well, but then he had to do like I know, 20 reruns. I was happy to hear that, because when you yeah. just said three to four days, I was like, I'm done. Yeah. Because that's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. But then when you said three to four days, I see it because you'd have that mm -hmm. breakthrough of an idea and mm -hmm. have a story and take it all the way through and you got the skeleton, right. but you know it needs to be really tweaked and you right. go back and you fix the parts and fill in and everything else. But 
That's still amazing. He's just, yeah, he's good. Yeah. Still a lot of weird staring. I'm just gonna say. <laughs> I mean, would it have killed her to like come down the stairs and shake the guy's hand? I mean, I guess that's what just threw me off. Is why are we all standing here? You know, like. Then you know you're gonna go neck with your wife. Just well, excuse yourselves. Just go <laughs> say, hey, you guys, make yourself comfortable. And you get you must drink. have seen it more recently. We'll be back than in five I minutes, do. and that's why yeah. I kind of pull that back. But I mean, I just I don't know. Like, yeah. and maybe that's and so what maybe that. I want to look at when I watch this again. Now nah, this is gonna be. I'm gonna watch this again. Yeah. Like, I could watch this movie any day. But um, is I want to see like throughout the story, the dialogue and references to the wife and the family and the getting home. I want to see how that's played throughout the story. Mm-hmm. And what he talks about the wife, because there is that weird sort of sense of dread. Did I'm trying to think, were they having any problems, or they weren't? Were they Steve Martin and his wife? With, yeah, mean? it was. Did he talk to him about that relationship and about his wife? Did like, yeah. like, was there anything there? Because she has her response is more awkward, if anything. Yeah. Where she, you know, like, why isn't she down there? And, hey, you're home. You right. Know? Yeah. And she's yeah, like, that's my a, point. And then yeah. I get, but see that I have more of an more of an issue with her staring than yeah. John Candy's. I get why he's doing yeah. it. That's that's exactly what you would expect from John Candy from Dell. Yeah. yeah. What you're not going to expect anything different from Dell. Dell, I think, is like that's a perfect response from him. Her, I'm like, why is she so? I'm up at the stairs, and then there's the eye contact, and then there's the quiet, and get there, and the hug, yeah. and the kiss, and they, they love each other, and you can tell that. But at the same time, why is there that such a dramatic yeah. approach to it? So I'm wondering, was there more in that story that he's talking about the wife? And I have to go back, and I would want to listen to all the references to his family. Yeah, you know, like how much he either missed her, or was there issues, or was he, you know, yeah. Did he screw something up in the past, and she's thinking he's going to screw it up again and not be there, and he has to get the... I, I'm yeah. just, I want to go back and look at all those. I would probably listen more for those the next time I watch it to see what that, yeah. that gets played off as. Okay. All right. Well, do we have anything else we want to say about planes, trains, automobiles? You're gonna, you're no! Gonna, yeah, it's just no, it's what movie. a wonderful movie. You're going to go watch, it. You're gonna go watch John, it again? <laughs> I will say I think it's one of John Candy's best roles ever, mm-hmm. played, acted, whatever, and it... And I've loved him in so many movies, and even Uncle Buck and all these other ones, but I think this one is just perfectly suited for him, perfectly played to yeah. a T. You love him, he's annoying at times, he's goofy and silly, but he's got a sweetness to him, and there's a, and it's just... Jeff and I had this conversation, and Jeff, he, Jeff, when we were talking about this, he said, okay, best John Candy role, go, and threw it down... And it's hard because there's a lot of bit parts. Like, my first response was orange whip, orange whip, three mm-hmm. orange whips. But that was kind of more... Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was, what is his best role? So you'd say... I think his one? best role as an actor in this one is okay. phenomenal. Like, the, the, the all over, being able to do the comedy, the drama, the yeah. angry, like, all of it. Like, I think it's a great mix. When he's in, you know, Caddyshack, or not Caddyshack, um, when he's in uh, when we, Vacation. Vacation. And mm-hmm. he plays... He makes yeah. that movie. That movie is the, that without that ending, that is not. Oh, yeah. Stripes. I saw the, the behind the stripes. stripes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But those, he's a more. He's the comedy guy. Yeah. You don't see the the multi layered dimension to him, and that's why like this, this is where he pulls it all off. Yeah. It's like a like a those type of Tom Hanks or Robin Williams movies where they cross the line between just being funny guy, and yeah. now all of a sudden they're an actual actor. Bill Murray even too. Yeah. You know. And, I see. I, mine would have been uh, Great Outdoors. I love him in Great Outdoors, yeah. but again, it's he's funny in Great Outdoors. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of, and, and it's good, I love the movie, but yeah. I'm saying, I, I there see, is a little of that. I think uh, Uncle Buck has a little bit Uncle more, Buck, yeah, because there like is the, the dealing with the kids, you know, yeah, right. dealing with the serious issues there, it's a lot more serious than you think. Well, it and it's almost like he, he plays a little bit more of what Steve Martin does this in Great Outdoors. Mm-hmm. He plays, like, 
the straight, not really the straight man, but he plays the dad just trying the, to get the family. The more, well, the more frantic, frustrated. Well, yeah, yeah just yeah. trying to have the, the family vacation and, mm-hmm. and all that kind of thing. And while it's not so dramatic as, okay, he lost his wife, you know, maybe something that, okay, you're trying to deal with the brother-in-law on a, fam- on a vacation, we are all sharing yeah. the, you know, so. Uh, we'll be able to talk about that one in a couple of years. But, yeah. yeah, John Candy, what a what a loss. Cool Runnings. Yeah, Cool yeah. Runnings. Cool Runnings is right. another one of my favorite because, again, that's, again, you know, there's the, the humor is more the guys. Mm-hmm. And he's a little bit more of the straight person. And you actually, got you've actually got the, uh, he repeats the same line from this movie. Yeah. yeah. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't look good, but it'll get you there or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, what a talented, talented man. Doors just east. You know what I wish they would have done, and having having it been written by the same person, is I wish his character in Home Alone was Del Griffith. That'd be good. I thought that would have been hilarious. His character in Home Alone. In Home Alone, he's you know when the mom is trying to get back from France. Oh to the, yeah, she yeah, meets yeah. Up, he's, he's the, the clarinet, the Gus, band. Gus Polinsky. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. the the <laughs> band guy. Yeah, yeah. I, what I would have loved is had he been Del Griffith in yeah. that movie, and it would have been like he's back on another trip out somewhere and. He's trying to help somebody else get home, and I, that would have been—I think—that would have been yeah. kind of funny to have him. JFK too is a serious role. I remember that. Oh, was um, it? Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen that. Barf! Not in here. This is a Mercedes. <laughs> Always when I'm eating. Always. Always. When I mean, the other—I uh, think I told you guys about that movie, but only the lonely is a nice one to yeah. check out for mm. him too. You yeah. I don't know if you've seen that. It was the the I haven't seen story that. story. That one's a good one too. Um, and then Spaceball. Like yeah. Him is. Barf! Yeah. I'm my own best friend. I'm my own best friend. <laughs> Listening to, yeah. Bo, did you have a uh, favorite John Candy one? Um. Do we list them all? I mean, uh, you guys have listed them all. I mean, you say it, my, I have an, a kind of an obscure one. It's not a great movie, but I love, makes me laugh. Who's Harry Crumb? Yes. Okay. I saw that one too in there, yeah. I remember that one. It's not, like I said, not the best movie in the world by any means, but God, does it make me laugh for some reason? Yeah. <laughs> He's in Splash too. That was more of a, I think, yeah. a little bit more serious role too. Yeah. Um, the other, uh, and, and again, forget movies at this point too. If you want, just go check them out on SCTV. Yeah. 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 That's where we fell in love with them. Was SCTV? It was just, ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us for planes, trains, automobiles. Um, if you, if you, what's that? Thanks for letting me call in. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for calling in. Yep. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it this time around for us. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, we are at 30podcast at gmail.com, or you can go 30podcast.com uh, for our website. You can uh, find us on Twitter. You can become one of the other 500 and some people that are following us there, at 30podcast on Twitter. Uh, you can listen to us on Stitcher, Satchel, Google Play Podcast, iTunes, or just straight from the website at 30podcast.com. Um, next episode... Pat, are you ready for next time? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Do you have the power? I've got the power. You got the power. Uh, next episode is going to be Masters of the Universe, so we'll be doing that one next week. Uh, so if you've got any feedback for Masters of the Universe, feel free to uh, go on and, and send that to us. Um, I always used to think of Masters of the Universe as being one of the first movies that had a post credit scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then I realized like a lot of the John Hughes movies have a post credit scene. Yes. Like this one has the guy, he's still looking at the... You know, right. the, the magazine covers right. with his right. Thanksgiving dinner there. And, um, so we've got Masters of, Masters of the Universe is coming up next week. That'll be our next show. And then coming up in May, we have a an action-packed uh, month of May. Yours, one of your favorites, is one of the first ones up in May. Uh, some Kind of Wonderful. 
<laughs> I, I am so based on your recommendation. I, I'm, I'm excited to see. I, you, I, you, I, I'm, I'm I have never seen it up more than anything, I have never so it seen might it. Might be more of a disappointment. But I just, I as a kid growing yeah. up, you got to put yourself in a teenager role, and I felt like I felt like I was always that kid. Like I, okay. I, I identify with uh, Stoltz, Eric Stoltz's character in there. It just right. Just okay. the way you're, you're, you know, you see the the jerky good guy with the girl, and when I eat with him, and mm-hmm. there's a lot, just a lot of stuff in there, just trying to be that good, the good, you know. I don't know, just yeah. Yeah. the dragon fight. Get the bullies, and then there's the, and then oh, that's a good movie. (laughs) Does the dragon? I like that. I I think that's a good movie, man. I just love that movie. Cool. Well, and and again, as far as going into a sort of romantic teen, Mm -hmm. sort of not necessarily chick flick comedy or or movie, I just think that's a yeah, it's just a good movie. Well, dude, if you like it, I think it has the heart, and I think it's, I don't know, I just. Well, I'm like, if you like it that much, so stay tuned to me, people. So Dennis, Dennis will be here even without snacks for that yeah. one. I think I'm bringing pizza. Oh, you're gonna bring it. Well, pizza. if it's that, okay, yeah, I'll be I'm here. Just then. Sit. I just want to hear what you guys say because I just think I'm, I'm done. Look at it. it's over. Okay. It's awesome. It's cool. <laughs> All right. So coming up in May, if you want to get a head start and watch some of these before we our, our shows come up in May and send us some feedback for them, uh, we're gonna be doing some kind of wonderful, less than zero, flowers in the attic, Project X, and adventures in babysitting, and then because it's the 40th anniversary. We are going to do a Star Wars show on the original 1977 Star Wars. And for you Wolverine fans out there, Project X, that's not Weapon X. That's not Weapon X. We're no. talking Project X, Matthew Broderick? Yeah. Monkey? Yeah. Oh, bring Kleenex. <laughs> I will. Not, 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 not for that, Pat. Don't worry about it. It's not Weapon X, right? Okay, no. I, I just, I, no, it's, it's not an X-Men movie. I'm just not, I'm not sure where no. we're all going no. with you it. No, you never saw Project X? No, I haven't seen any of these movies. Oh, movies. man. May's going to be a good month. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, until next time, be excellent to each other and go watch some good movies. Thank you, Bo. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry, go ahead. No, that's all right. Thank you, Dennis. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you, Pat. Hey, man. Good night, Ned. Good night, Ned. All right. We'll see you all later. Oh, hey, Bye. Top of the morning, officer. Hi. Is there something I can help you with? What the hell are you driving here? We had a small fire last night, but we caught it in the nick of time. <laughs> you have any idea how fast you were going? Well, funnily enough, I was just talking to my friend about that. Our speedometer's melted, and as a result, it's very hard to say with any degree of accuracy exactly uh, how fast we were going. 78 miles an hour. 78, huh? Well, yeah, I could buy that, sure, I guess. Uh, you know, uh, you would know better than us, uh, especially since we got a melted speedometer. Do you feel this vehicle is safe for highway travel? Yes, I do. Yes, I really do. I, I, I believe that. I know it's not pretty to look at, but it'll get you where you want to go. Now, you got no outside mirror. No, we lost that. You have no functioning gauges. No, not a one. However, the radio still works. Funny as that may seem, with all this mess, that the radio is the only thing that's really working good, and it's as clear as a bell. Don't ask me how.